I don't know what it is about that phrase in an open heaven um, uh, running wild, that last song that we did that says something about break upon my praise, man, but there's a message coming real soon about that because our praise can be loud, but how many know when your praise actually has Jesus on it, that praise is going to be a whole lot louder. It's going to break a lot more chains. Break upon my praise. Am I the only person that wants to see the Spirit of God break upon my praise? Am I the only one? Man, I tell you what. But we are week two in our series, Legendary. If you're new with us tonight, I just want to take an opportunity to tell you, welcome home. We are so grateful that you are here. This might be the only time that you come and hang out and check out church, but I promise you this, every time you do come back, this is going to be home. We are going to love you. We are going to check in on you. We are going to do this life with you. We believe here at Takeover Church, nobody has to fight alone, struggle alone, or do life alone because we are a church that believes in victory. Amen. We're a church that believes in community. Amen. Amen, Amen man. I love it. I, uh, I came to preach tonight. I feel like I have an assignment. We are week two in our series, Legendary. And man, I just feel like this is a no safe zone for the devil. I feel like this is a no safe zone. This is a no free zone. This is a no swim free zone at all. The devil is not safe here. I believe in a church, a legendary church that is ready to kick the devil in his teeth and take back everything he's ever stolen from us. Amen. Some people in here are like, I never heard a pastor talk like that before. You just said kick somebody in the teeth. It's the devil. It's okay. I believe in a legendary church. And so tonight we are week two. Are you ready for this? Who's taking notes tonight? My note taker's at. All right. Who's, uh, who's married in here tonight? Who's single in here tonight? Take a look around. See what you're working with. Somebody's faith just went up. They're like, God is good. God is good all the time, man. All the time. God is good. Oh, man. Somebody is very excited right now. But uh, praise God. We can have fun in church. We're a church that believes in a build up, not a beat down. That might be new to you too, but we believe that the Bible is encouraging, that there is good news. It's only good news. Jesus is good news. Like Rusty said, I don't even need to preach tonight after your offering opening, man. My God. Like, that's the gospel. That's what this thing's about. Everything else is about our lives and how we can move forward, how God has more levels for us and all of these other things, man. But that's the gospel. That's what this thing's about. We are a good news church. Amen. Awesome. Where's my note takers at one more time? All right, write this down. The title of my message is Legendary Week 2. The title of my message is this, I Am Legend. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor? neighbor. No, say it like that. Say, neighbor? Like Mr. Rogers. Neighbor? <laughs> neighbor? I am a legend. Tell him, I am a legend. <laughs> Turn to your second neighbor. And say, neighbor, if you don't know, now you know. I am a legend. Fantastic, man. All right. All right, we got a boogie. It's 602. All right. All right, who's got a Bible tonight? I see we got some Christians in the house. That's good news. Um, All right, if you're going to be up on the Sky Bible here in a second, the big Bible back here, we're coming out of Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. And I know 3 through 14 sounds like a lot. It's 11 verses. Matt, what are you doing? We're going to be here all night. I know. If we don't get through it all, that's fine, but we got to hit it because this is just everything to me tonight. So we're going to hit this. Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. Y'all ready? Say, I'm ready. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world. Somebody say, even before. Yeah. 
Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advantage to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace that he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased us for our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. Verse 8. He has showered us. Somebody say showered us. With his kindness, along with all wisdom and understanding. Man, that's some good news tonight. If nobody gets anything outside tonight, know that he has showered you with his kindness, along with all wisdom and understanding. His, his kindness isn't without wisdom and understanding, and his wisdom and understanding isn't without his kindness. Amen? Verse 9. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. At this, and this is my plan, at the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven, on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. Oh, have we? For he chose us in advance and he makes everything. Somebody say everything. Work out according to his plan. God's purpose has, uh, God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. Verse 13. And now you Gentiles who have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you, and when you believe in Christ, he identifies you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance that he has promised us and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so that we could praise and glorify him. In Jesus' name, a mighty church said, Amen. Amen. Y'all mind, <laughs> yeah, scripture's great. We're going to make some noise, absolutely. Y'all mind if we pray before we go any further? Is that okay? Jesus, I just thank you for tonight. God, I ask that you would come, that you would have your way. Jesus, I know you're not used to being told a lot of things, but we're telling you tonight, Jesus, don't worry about us. Have your way in this place, God. If we're uncomfortable, make us more uncomfortable. If we're comfortable, make us uncomfortable. God, have your way in this place, Jesus. We want to be moved tonight. We want to be shook tonight. God, we want to be disturbed tonight for our neighborhoods and for our city, God. We want to feel left. Uh, God, that we can't be contained tonight, Jesus, that we have to tell somebody else about God, that we have to bring somebody else to church, God, that we have to go into the dark areas of Grand Rapids, Jesus, and rescue at least one more, God, that we have a fire living on the inside of us tonight, God. We want more of you, Jesus, less of us, God. So don't worry about us tonight. Have your way. Holy Spirit, do your thing. Don't even worry about it. We want more of you tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody say it. Amen. Amen. I am legend. Somebody say, I am legend. I am legend. I love this. Last week we talked about a legendary week one. We had a title of the message called Go Legend. Anybody remember Go Legend last week? Go Legend last week. It was incredible. We loved it. And the reason we called it Go Legend is because, man, we believe in a legendary church. But legendary is not a status. It is not a level. It is not a plane of existence that we suddenly stumble into. It's not a place that we suddenly find ourselves in. No, this is some place that we got to go. Amen. We have got to go to legendary status that the ball is in our court. We can be as effective in the city as we want to be or as ineffective as we want to be. Somebody say amen. amen. We can be as effective in somebody's lives as we 
as we want to be, or we can be as ineffective in somebody's lives as we want to be. Somebody say amen. These are truths, and we got to get this down tonight because the ball is in our core. Greater works will we do. That's what we preached about last week. Greater works will we do. We talked about how that's daring, how that makes us uncomfortable, how it feels almost sacrilegious to say, yeah, I want to do greater things than even Jesus did. But Jesus himself said, greater works will you do than even I. Amen. So tonight, man, we're talking about a legendary church. But if a legendary church is ever going to happen, is ever going to come about, if takeover is ever going to rise up to be what God has called it to be, if Grand Rapids is ever going to see a church that's called to be what it's called to be, and that's not to say that anybody else isn't shooting for that, please don't email me or at me about that. I'm not shooting shots at anybody else in the city tonight. We are in a city full of legends who have gone before us, and the reason we can have a great life-giving church here is because other people have great life-giving churches here. Amen? But we believe we're a church that's called to invoke revival and to really see Jesus do some things in our streets and in our homes and in our families. Amen. So if we're ever going to be a legendary church, if we're ever going to see the global church be a legendary church, if this is ever going to be attained, if we're ever going to see greater things, do greater things, be a part of God's great plan that we just read about, we have to go legend. But man, there's a lot of Christians who might see that. They might see that far off. We might see the idea of going legend and being legendary. And one, for a lot of us, we probably get a little weak in the knees when we see that. We probably get a little soft in our voice when we see that. Because you know what? That scares us. We live in fear. It's uncomfortable. We don't dare dream that big because we've never been approached to dream that big. A lot of us have grown up uh, not actually believing that we could be anything we want to be. Great parents will tell you that you could be anything that you want to be. But if your experience was like mine, there was a ceiling. Whether they said it or not, there was a ceiling that was like, I'm the first one to go to college in my family. I'm the first one to graduate from this in my family. Man, we are a, a generations of first and we are a generations of being held back. And so there's a lot of us that will see the, the, this, this level of a legendary church, of being a legendary Christian and, and wanting hell. We talked about it last week, the halls of hell to tremble with an echo of our names. Not just Takeover, not just Crossroads, not just Rusty, not just Scott, but of Christians in Grand Rapids, of the global church. We want to shake the very halls of hell. And we see that as a big task and we get a little weak in the knees, we get a little softener voice because for a lot of us, we've been trying to break through glass ceilings our whole lives. But I want to tell you tonight, the Spirit of God, He will take you through every single ceiling. Glass ceiling, concrete ceiling, uh, steel alloy ceiling, doesn't matter what it is, whatever's above you, you will break through that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So in order to go legend, in order to have a legendary church, I need a room full of Christians tonight. I need a church full of Christians tonight. I need some people in Grand Rapids tonight to understand that you are legend. Got like four yes. Somebody, somebody's like, convince me, Pastor. Tell it to me. Oh my gosh! When I was in the South, this has nothing to do with anything. But people used to preach, uh, and, and you'd be like, in, you'd be in Dallas, you'd be preaching or whatever, and someone'd be like, "Fix it now, fix it." And I'm like, "What does that even mean?" Like, I'm down to fix whatever you want me to fix, but like, I'm here to serve, you know. But it's like, fix it now. What am I fixing? I don't know. Um, sorry, nothing to do with anything. But uh, I always thought that was hilarious. But I am legend. Man, we are a legendary church. We're going to be a legendary Christians tonight. But what is a legend? I feel like we almost need to define that tonight. Is it okay if I define for you what I believe a legend is tonight? Yeah. 
A legend is more than just a word that we use to describe every single crew member here at Takeover Church. A legend is a person in the middle of an epic story, a hero with remarkable gifts, talents, powers, courage, and bravery. Amen? I'm going to say that one more time because I don't know if you're convinced of what a legend is. Is a person in the middle of an epic story, a hero with remarkable gifts, talents, power, and courage, and bravery. And another definition I found online was a tale about a saint. If that's not fitting tonight, I don't know what is. A tale about a saint. A saint is someone who is in the middle of an epic story, a hero with remarkable gifts, talents, powers, and courage and bravery. That's good, isn't it? Man, you see, fam, you are a legend. You are a legend. I love this phrasing, I am a legend. I love legendary. I love that it's a person of remarkable gifts and talents and powers and courage and bravery in the middle of an epic story. I want to tell you tonight that you are a legend. But what I want to convince you tonight is this. I think we can hear that, and I think we can rah-rah, and I think we can get behind it, and I think we can talk back, and I think we can clap, and I think we can make some noise uh, when somebody says these things with some passion, you know? I think it's easy to do that. I think it's harder to recognize that an epic story isn't just unfolding before your eyes, but it's actually happening all around you. I think it's easy to rah-rah and chant in church and be like, yeah, pastor, I am legend, let's go! I think it's easy to do that because, because emotionalism, because we're excited, because yeah, like that's what the Bible says, I am a legend. But I think it's incredibly difficult in potentially the mundane of life, and potentially the hectic of life, the heartbreaking, soul-crushing areas of life to understand that we are not just on the peripheral of an epic story while some pastor in tight pants preaches the gospel. He's the character in the story. He's the one with the church. He's a pastor. He is the hero of the story. I'm just here. I have a nine to five. I've been praying for a job for six weeks. It ain't happened. I got, I got resumes in everywhere. I made the most bomb cover letter of all time. And I'm still at my nine to five job making minimum wage. But he's out there and he's the central character and he's essential to this epic story. Friends, I am here to tell you tonight that it is a time for Christians to realize that it's not about me and it's not about Adrienne and it's not about every other pastor or man in the cloth out there doing their thing with a microphone. The epic story that is going on right now in front of you because you have chose not to be inside of it is the story of resurrection, is the story of reconciliation, is that there is a God who created absolutely everything in this universe, the sun to the moon, to poor Pluto, who's no longer a planet. He created it all. Pluto's not a planet anymore. I'm sorry to break it to you. It's true. It's not in my notes. That's free. It's true. They got rid of Pluto. Pluto got out of here. But this epic story isn't just going on around you isn't just happening. You are a central, and not only central, you are an essential character in this legend, in this epic story. You have remarkable gifts, remarkable talents. You have more than you know. You're doing better than you think you are. You are legend. It's all of us. It's not just us with a public platform or with a microphone. It's not just the people who show up to, to set up a church early. They're not, the, they're not the only legends here. No, no, no. It's all of us. If we are under the sun, if we are in Christ Jesus, no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives through me, you are a legend. I want to go back to the scriptures real quick. 
Ephesians 1, 3 through 5, it says this. All praise the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Wow, that sounds weird. Does that say that all praise the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we have a lot of cars? Does it say that he gave us every blessing in the heavenly realms because we are rich? Because we have fame? Because we have notoriety? Because we have earthly stature? Does it say that he has given us every single blessing in the heavenly realms because we have sinned so much? No, it says that he has given us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Somebody say, I am united with Christ. Even before he made the world that said, even before I sinned, every before I struggled, even before I had cars, even before I had money to tithe with, ever before I came to church, even before he made the world, God loved us and he chose us and he sent Christ with you in mind before we ever cleaned up, before we ever acted right. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I got to let you know tonight, before you ever sinned or needed Jesus, he already had you in mind, he already wanted you, he already formed you, and he has sent Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. He has sent Christ to make you holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance. Somebody say in advance. In advance to adopt you into his own family by bringing himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great story or great pleasure. Yeah. You can close up shop right there. That's fantastic, isn't it? That's good news, isn't it? Before I ever sinned, before I ever committed an error thought, before I ever had deficit in my bank account, before I ever did things that I'm ashamed of, before I ever did things that are unspeakable, before I ever had thoughts, before I ever saw that movie, before I ever dated that girl, before I ever dated that guy, before I ever did anything in advance. Y'all ever got a payment on advance? Be honest. In advance, he already supplied the need. In advance, he knew what was going to happen. In advance, he had a plan. His plan wasn't to come for some epic story where the Satan gets to run rampant over our lives, where the halls of hell gets to be echoed with laughter because of all the pranks and all the one-ups and all the come-uppings that you've received in your life on behalf of Satan. He does not. Here's Jesus whose plan in advance was to give you every blessing in the spiritual and heavenly realms to give you victory before you ever needed it. To be your champion before you ever got in a fight. Amen? This is our Jesus. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? Man, I love this verse. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. Friends, I want to convince you tonight that you are an essential and central role in this story tonight. That in advance, he had a plan and a purpose for your life. That in advance, he had a plan and a purpose. Doesn't matter if you were an accident. Doesn't matter if your parents were expecting you. It doesn't matter how you came to be in this world, as great and planned out as it may have been, or in the most horrific circumstances that there could ever have been. He had a plan for you. If you came into this world, this is not in my notes, but I feel like i got to tell you, if you came into this world, by terrible circumstances, unspeakable circumstances. Whatever brought you into this place, I want you to know tonight that God cried first, that he loved you first, 
that, that, that might be how you showed up on the scene, but that is not your destiny. That is not your life. That is not what he has called you to. No hurt in your past can stop the hope in your future. Amen. God has got a plan for you, and I need you to know tonight that you're a legend. Because you're a legend tonight without ever... I don't want to say this. You're a legend tonight before you ever earned it, before you ever deserved it, before you could ever reach for it, before it was ever attainable. I want to tell you tonight that Jesus did not come into this world to rescue you from nothing. He came to reconcile you back onto himself, the Bible says. And so that means there's some things going on around us. There's some things going on in the story that we are playing a part in that he has felt seen fit to pull you and I out of. He is trying to tell you tonight, you are a legend. If you are a legend, you are not a mistake. If you are a legend, you are not a product of molestation. If you are a legend, you are not a product of rape. If you are a legend, you are not a product of a white picket fence in a minivan. If you are a legend... You're a legend not because of how good your life has been or how bad your life has been. You are a legend because Jesus is your God and your God is still on the throne and he is still above every single bad thing and good thing that has ever happened to you on this plane. Do you believe that tonight? Amen. I want to encourage you some Christians tonight. This is difficult for me to preach because I come from one of these households. But it took God intervening in my life through a terrible circumstance to get me to church, to get me to a message to hear that there is a father out there who will never treat me the way mine did. Growing up and being a product of abuse and product of alcoholism and product of drug abuse, that makes it really hard to believe that I am legend. And I know I seem really confident. I know that I have it all together up here. Um, but I can tell you, before this ever happened, before, before, before the highlights on Instagram ever happened, there was a history littered with mass mistakes because of circumstances that I came up in. There is times where that was the hardest truth for me to believe in. When I knew I was made to be a preacher, when I knew I was made to be a pastor, when I knew I was made to plant a church, all of these other things, people could tell that to me, but I would see God through my Father's lens. But if we're legend friends, then we don't identify with our past, we identify with our Savior. If we're legends, we don't allow our future destiny to be controlled by our past decisions. If we are legend, we do not get swallowed up by every single wave that comes our way. No, every single wave that comes our way submits to the Spirit of God that now lives on the inside of you. If we are legend, Am I preaching to anybody tonight? If we are a legend, I want to encourage you. Life has absolutely no right to simply happen to you. But because of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, life no longer happens to us. We happen to life because we are a legend. Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives through me. And because Christ lives through me, life can no longer have its way with me, but I can have my way with life. Amen. John 10.10 10 says that I have come so that healing may come, so that hope may come, so that you can have life and life to the full, life in abundance, life and more life. Amen. Amen.
This is John 10, 10. Life has no right to have its way with you. You are on this earth to be a legend. You have courage. You have bravery. You are doing better than you think you are. You have more inside of you than you think you do. You got the Holy Spirit. And in him, you can overcome anything and you can have your way with life. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? How are we doing on that clock right now? Yo, it's 622. What is going on? Oh, man. <laughs> Do your thing. Fix it now. <sighs> I know for me, when I, was a, when I was a young guy, back in the day, back in, back in the day, I know there's some people in here tonight that are like, bro, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but back when I was really young and... Man, I could hear a message uh, like this. Who am I kidding? I've never heard a message like this. <laughs> we have fun in church. Praise God. Pray for your pastor and his ego. Um, but man, when I was younger, I could hear things like this. I could hear, I could hear messages about, about my destiny, Trump and my past and my history and all these things. And I, I, could, I could hear that. I could understand that. So I don't know where you're at tonight. But if you're like me, and chances are you are, because there is a devil, there is a king of darkness, he sucks, he's coming for your head, and he wants to steal every single lie that's trying to be planted in your good soil. I'm believing for good soil tonight. I'm not believing for vines to choke this out. I believe when the word says that the word goes out and does not return void, that man, people's lives are going to be changed tonight. Amen? But when I hear these things when I was younger, when I present reality distorted my future, this was incredibly difficult to believe, mostly because... Man, y'all remember those old cartoons back in the 90s when there'd be like a little red guy on one shoulder and a little angel on the other shoulder? I'm willing to take a bet tonight that, man, it's easy for you to hear me say this right now. And again, you can get rah-rah about it. You can get behind it and you can love it. But I'm willing to bet tonight there are some people in this very room right now where there is a lie coming straight from the pits of hell into your ear saying, yeah, but. Yeah, but if Matt knew your life, if Matt knew your Saturday night, how hung over you were this Sunday morning? If Matt knew you go to an evening church because you can't get yourself out of bed on a Sunday morning because of Saturday night? Amen. <laughs> Man, the devil is a liar. There's some of us tonight that are, are not going to be able to receive this word, I am legend. Because there is a devil in our ears saying, man, if Matt knew your story, if he knew your past, if he knew your history, he would change his message. Grace would be out the window if he only knew what you've seen, what you've done, the people you've been with, the things that you have taken part in. Yeah, you could be a legend, but remember that one thing you did last summer? Yeah, you could be a legend, but remember that guy you're still chasing? Yeah, you could be a legend. This is the enemy. What he does is he takes a truth. He ain't got anything original. He takes truth and he perverts it. And he distorts it. Because he'll start with saying, you could be a legend, but... No, 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 I am a legend. No, no, you could be a legend, but your addiction. But the things that you refuse to turn off your computer late at night for. Your inability to, to not spend a day without any anxious or anxiety or worry running you and challenging you and making every decision for you. You could be a legend, but 
friends, I came to tell you tonight, the devil is a liar and he deserves to get kicked in the teeth. I came to tell you tonight, man, the Bible says that Jesus, in between resurrection and in between Good Friday, when he went down and he came back up, it says that he went down, touched the depths of hell, and he asked the devil for keys to his own home. So one of the things I want to ask you tonight, Christian, is if Jesus came and he descended down to the pits of hell while they were having a hallelujah party because the, the Lord, the Lamb was slain. It is done. It is over. He, they stabbed him in the side and dust came out. It was finished. Hell was throwing a party. Hell had its own praise party. But when Jesus touched down, he put out his hand. He said, give me the keys. You ain't living no more. You ain't driving no more. You ain't going nowhere no more. If Jesus took the keys from devil's own home from him, then why do we keep giving him the keys to our own home? If we are a legend, hell needs to tremble when we wake up in the morning. Not laugh because they got one, on us, one over on us last night. If we are a legend, he has no keys. He doesn't get credit. He has no place in our lives to have authority to speak into our minds that right here, right now, Jesus' name, if anybody is being told a lie, we say lie, be dead here and now. There is no breath in that lie. There is no truth in our life. We serve a kingdom that has a greater truth than our failure, greater truth than our circumstances, greater truth than what's being whispered in our ears right now. If you believe that tonight, would you make some noise for Jesus? We're trying to wrap this thing up, but I keep getting too excited. Man, I believe in a legendary church. I believe in legend Christians who understand the hope that they've been given, that hope that cannot be taken, because that hope cannot be taken. You cannot be shaken. Or am I preaching to anybody tonight? I believe in legendary Christians, man, who are going to look at the mundane in life and they're going to see a miracle in it. I might have a Monday night off and ain't nobody trying to hang out on Monday, but I'm going to scroll through my Facebook messages. I'm going to scroll through my Instagram. I'm going to find somebody I could be a blessing to because there's a miracle in the mundane. Amen? Man, if we are a legend, we run the devil out of his own home. We don't allow him into ours. We don't allow him into our thoughts. We don't allow him into our past. Our past doesn't get to speak for us. Our past is dead. We are a legend. I love that little baby. I do. She's back there having her own praise party. I love it. Man, if we are a legend, we have to start recognizing that we are not just... We are not just bystanders in this epic story called reconciliation, but we are players. We are characters. This is not the princess bride where dumb things keep happening and Andre the Giant gets knocked out. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not that. Where anything that could happen happens. We get outsmarted and we take some poison and we... That's not us. We are in an epic tale. This is more than Knights at the Round Table. This is more than any comic book. This is more than any Hollywood film. This is more than John McClane in Die Hard, which is the best Christmas movie of all time. We are an epic tale. <laughs> I, had to, I had to tell everybody, it's a Christmas movie and it's the best one. All you Batman fans miss me with that Batman. Die Hard is the best Christmas movie. We watch it every Christmas. Ask my wife. We're legends. I want to get back into the scripture because there's some more things that we need to do. seeing this piece of scripture right there at the end. Can we go back to verse 5 real quick? 
God decided in advance tonight to adapt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. It's not what he had to do. Our sin didn't force his hand. Our bad decisions didn't force his hand. Our divorce did not force his hand. Our, 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 our inability to achieve uh, notoriety and fame and success did not force his hand. It's what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. Man, there's some Christians in here tonight. If you get nothing else out of tonight, this is what I want you to get out of tonight. If you get nothing else out of tonight, as we get ready to wrap up in a second, where's team mouth? I'll tell you when to come up. If you get nothing else out of tonight, I want you to know that God takes great pleasure in you. Not the cell phone, but in you. God takes great pleasure in you. Of all the universes, of all the galaxy, of every planet he's made, every star, every, every sun that he's burst flame into, every mountain range that he has made, every valley as long as it may be and as beautiful as it may be that he made, every ocean and its depths, the places that we as humans haven't even gone to see yet physically because it's so deep. These beautiful, amazing, unreal, awestruck, wondrous things that he created. Every animal, every insect, every critter on the ground. Every beautiful, immaculate thing that he created in this world and in this universe. He came and he died for you. Mountains have never failed him. Oceans have never sinned against him. There's an actual verse in Matthew that says, if we won't praise him, the rocks will. And yet he sent Jesus in advance because you gave him great pleasure. You are a legend tonight. Amen. You are a legend tonight. It doesn't matter the mountain range. It doesn't matter the oceans deep. It doesn't matter the beautiful valleys and all the other things that are made and God's made and the things that he spoke into existence. When he said lights on, they came. He didn't come and die for the lights. He came and died for some legends. Am I preaching to anybody tonight? Man, we got to get, get back to this. I just have so much to cover. Maybe I bit off more than I can chew. Maybe there should be two messages. I don't know. Oh, I'm trying to find this, man. Where my scripture's at. Y'all good out there? Y'all sweating as much as I am? I told you, girl, I was going to try and sweat for you. That's an inside conversation. That sounds weird. Hit me and say. Ephesians 6 through 14 says this. So we praise God for the glorious grace that he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. So we praise God for the glorious grace that he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. If you belong to his dear son tonight, can you just praise God? Can you make some noise for him? That that praise is not based off your lineage or your history, but because you're a legend. Will you make some more noise for God right now? I'm not tired of hearing it. I know he ain't. 
Verse 7, he is so rich in kindness and in grace. He purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered us in his kindness along with all wisdom and understanding. Verse 9, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fill his own good plan, right? Not our plan. Not our mysterious wills, not what we want, but we, we align ourselves to his will, his plans, his desires. Amen. Amen. Oh, man, some of us tonight we need to understand this tonight, that God has revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fill his own good plan. It's not always our plan. It's not always our desire. It's not always what we want. If we're going to be legend, our plans have to die so that his plans can live. Amen. Amen. Ooh, preaching a few things tonight. Let's go. Verse 10, and this is the plan at the right time. For worship team, you can get your way back up here. We're going we're gonna to party in just a minute, man. I feel like it. Y'all feel like having a praise party tonight? Y'all yeah. feel like worshiping Jesus tonight? Yeah. All right, then let's finish this thing up. And this is the plan. Somebody say, this is the plan. plan. Somebody say, God's plan. God's plan. Somebody say, God's plan. God's there it is. At the right time, he will bring everything together. What will he bring together? Everything. everything at the right time he will bring together under the authority of Christ. Whose authority? Jesus. No, no, no. No, no. Not, not Scott's authority, not Matt's authority, but whose authority? Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Verse 11. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ. Yeah. Come on. Let's get going. Make me sound real spiritual worship team. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have been received an inheritance from God for he chose us in advance and makes everything. How he makes what? No, say it louder because I can't hear you. We got worship going. It makes what? Everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that Jews who first trusted Christ would bring him praise and glory to God. And now you, Gentiles, me and you, have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. Not just your neighbor, not just the pastor, not somebody who's been in church 30 years longer than you, but saves you. When you believe in Christ, he identified you, identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Spirit of God is a guarantee that he will give us. Woo, who likes guarantees? Who likes guarantees that he will give us an inheritance that has been promised, that he has purchased us to be his own people? He did this so that we would praise and glorify him. Would you stand up? We get ready to praise and glorify him one more time tonight. He did this so that we would praise and glorify him. so that we will praise and that we will glorify him. He didn't do this so that we could continue living broken and hopeless. He didn't do this so that we could be underneath the authority of a donkey or of an elephant. He did this so that we would let a lamb reign supreme in our lives. Amen. Yo, that deserves a lot of praise. We serve one God. We have one kingdom. His name is Jesus. And his guarantee to us is his spirit. What song are we going to sing? We're going to sing No Longer Slaves. I'm going to lose my ever-loving mind. We're going to sing No Longer Slaves. You want to know why we're no longer slaves? Because we're legends. If we're legends, we're no longer slaves to our past. If we're legends, we're no longer slaves to addiction. If we're legends, we are no longer slaves to what people in society have said about us. If we are legends, there is nothing under the sun or no devil in hell that can come against us. Amen. If we are legends, you are not a product of uniforms. If you are legends, you are not your sin. If you are legends, your history, your mistakes, your past, 
got no reason to talk louder than your praise, amen? If you are legends, baby, our God is greater, our God is wider, our God is mightier than anything that can crawl out of hell and convince you of anything else, amen? came in here tonight believing anything other than this prayer tonight, anything other than these words tonight, you have been deceived and that needs to die right now. He sings over you. He takes pleasure in you. This is our God. He wants to unravel some things tonight. Amen. So we're going to sing this like our future depends on it and our past has died because of it. Amen. Let's sing it loud. Amen. If I get everybody in here to bow their heads and close their eyes, the spirit ain't done moving. He's just getting started for some of us. If you're in this place tonight, the word that's on my heart right now, and I don't even, I don't even usually roll like this, but there's just something on my heart right now on the inside of me that's screaming the word victim. If you're in this place tonight, and if you're under the oppression that Jesus split the sea so that you could remain a victim, you are sorely mistaken. He split the sea so you could walk right through it. Your worthiness isn't based upon victimization, but based upon Christ's resurrection. If you're in this place tonight, and you had, you had no idea that you were a child of God. If you had no idea that there was a heavenly father out there, he's not far off. He's a God who comes right to you. He says that he has been standing at the door. He says, I stand at the door and I knock. If anybody should let me in, I will come in and eat with them. Is there anybody tonight that wants to eat with the Lord for the rest of their lives? Here's what I want to do is this. With every head bowed and eye closed in this place. There's nobody looking around. There's nobody judging. This is a moment between you and the creator of the universe who takes more delight in you than any mountain range or valley. Who loves you more than any deer you can see in the wild. Who loves you more than any beautiful flower you can find. Things that have never done anything wrong to him, never betrayed him, never went against what he made them for. He loves you infinitely more than them. If you're in this place tonight, I want to tell you somebody. Man, the person he made you to be is so much greater than the person that things happened to you in your past. You are a legend. You are not a victim. You are a child of God. You are not a product of how you got brought into this place. So if you're in this place tonight and you just say, Jesus, man, this sounds too good to be true, but it's true. And I want to give all of my life to you, not just, not just what I've reserved for myself Monday through Saturday. Not just the text messages that I keep and I don't tell anybody about. Not just the past that me and my therapist know about. 
But God, I want to give you every area of my life. If you're in this place tonight and you want to surrender it all at the feet of Jesus, man, there is a place for you. There is a room for you. This is a home for you. There is a spot. You are not too jacked up. You are not too messed up. You are not unclean. If it was about being clean, he would have stayed far off. But he sent Jesus and he came and he's taking care of the bill. So if you're in this place tonight, as you want a fresh start, maybe it's your second, maybe it's your 22nd, maybe it's your 50th, maybe it's your 2,200 second. I don't know how many times you've tried to do this before, but tonight is your night. If this is you and you want to give it all to Jesus right now, nobody's looking around, nobody's judging. This is your moment. Would you put your hand up? Yeah, I see that hand. I see that hand. I celebrate that hand. Is there any other hands in this house? Any other lives that want to be given? Yeah, I see that hand too. My God. That's an incredible hand to be set up. Yes. Then what I want to do is this. I want us to pray right now, but usually we have you repeat after me. But you know what? I'm going to pray out loud. A prayer. But while we're doing this, while we're wrapping things up, if you just raise your hands, those two young, amazing women that God has so much more greater things ahead of you, you don't even know. Right now, he is starting something on the inside of you that is going to shape some people's history, some shape, shape some people's futures, man. You guys are going to be some Holy Spirit heavyweights for the kingdom of God. I tell you what, in Jesus' mighty name, we speak that right here, right now. So I'm going to pray right now. And if you just surrendered it all, maybe it's your first time, maybe it's your 50th time, like I said, wherever it is with Jesus, I'm going to pray right now. And I want you not to repeat after me, but I want you to make this prayer your own. I want you to tell God your heartaches, your history, your situation. I want you to tell him in your voice, in your own particular relationship with him, what you're surrendering, how you're surrendering, and what you're giving to him, and what you want back from him. Your past has already happened. It's not at play here. What's at play here is your future and your freedom. So I'm going to pray, and I want you just to speak to God on your own in these moments. This is different than how we usually do it, but it's kind of how I feel like we should do it. I'm going to say, Jesus, man. God, we just thank you tonight for what you're doing in this place. God, you didn't have to send Jesus. We could have got cleaned up. We could have struggled uphill. We could have tried the impossible task of getting to you. But you spared us that journey, God. You spared us that embarrassment of trying, God. You spared us of everything, Jesus. You interjected him into our lives. Lamb, Jesus, you came. When you didn't have to, you did. When you could have been content with the praises of stones, you wanted my praise. You wanted my past. You had plans for my history, for my future. Jesus, thank you for not only receiving me, but for tracking me down. That when I ran fast, you ran faster. I thank you that you're never going to leave us. I love that that word says to make you pure and faultless in his eyes. That doesn't mean that we won't have mistakes still. That doesn't mean that things won't all suddenly change all the time. Doesn't mean that we won't have mishaps. But it means that when we are on this journey called following Jesus, that when we do mess up, that when we do botch things, you're right there to pick us up, to dust us off. You don't even see that dirt on us, but you pick us up, Jesus, right where you found us. 
I thank you that you're never going to leave or forsake these two women, God, who just gave their life to the God. Jesus, we thank you that you're building a legendary church. We want to see revival in 2018 in Grand Rapids. We ain't waiting for 2019. We ain't waiting for a new president. We ain't waiting for social and political climates to change. Our hope isn't in any of that. Our hope is in us getting our hands and our feet dirty for the kingdom of God and so people's lives that need to see you. Jesus, we're going to leave this place and we are going to be a reckoning on the streets of hell tomorrow. This city, my workplace, my friends, my relationships, my families, my father that I'm distant from, my abuser, my accusers, my enemies. Nah. They are marked for the kingdom of God. And I'm going to be a light in the darkness. We're going to see revival in this city. And it's going to start with me. That's our prayer tonight, Jesus. Use us. Because we're not going to be shaken. In Jesus' mighty name, a faithful, a holy, a radical, a legendary church said. Amen. Amen. Make some noise for Jesus.